0: Hey everyone, this is Katie Lady of all things Detroit Red Wings with the third episode um, for the podcast series here that I'm trying out. In this episode, I wanted to focus on the Red Wings draft, in particular our eighth overall selection in Marco Casper, who um, people are, some people online are calling him the friendly ghost, um, but I've been told he's, he's actually more of like a mean ghost on the ice. Of course, that doesn't really translate to off the ice, but on the ice he can be um a bit of of a nasty fellow to play against, but we'll get get into that here before we get too far along um just to to provide an introduction. Anyone who's surprised by this pick probably wasn't paying the closest amount of attention or. Maybe they had blinders on and had their own selections that they'd prefer, Um, but based on Steve Iserman's draft history, um, especially with the influence of Hakan Anderson, um, it it seems like it was meant to be, almost in a sense. Especially since he was available for the Red Wings at eighth overall, which I realistically i I wasn't sure. Um, I was pretty confident he, Marco Casper, was more likely to be gone than available any overall, but here we are. So to give a little background, I was um, not the biggest supporter of Casper. I liked him. He was in my top five list, um, which I've linked in the blog, as as well as uh, posted to my Twitter feed. Um, Granted, there were seven names on my top five preference list, but I figured David check was not going to be there, so he really didn't count. Um, and then to me, Lambert, um, Brad Lambert and Noah Osland were a 1A, 1B situation, so they didn't really count as a 1-2 punch, but more so one that I slightly um, preferred over the other. And then um, Casper rounded out my top five list as the fifth. Preferred prospect. Um, So, in some regards, I did like him. I just almost preferred someone with a little bit more upside, um, potentially, or a higher ceiling instead of going with someone with maybe a higher floor that arguably might not have um, as high of a ceiling. But at any rate, the Red Wings did make that selection. And the more I think about it, the less upset I get. As for the other picks, I might dive into them later. Um, But I I honestly don't know much at all about any of the other draft picks similar to Lars on Twitter where he was referencing the Who Are You song by The Who. Um, I really didn't know many um, of the prospects either. I I haven't even recognized their names. So I definitely have some research ahead of me. Um, So that's why I'm focusing mainly on Casper to to kind of give my initial thoughts and um, after researching and listening to things, um, providing sort of an update from where I was to to where I am now currently. And Marco Casper is a big kid six foot two inches, 187 pounds, um, and honestly he almost plays bigger than his size indicates. Um, at least, like weight-wise, he he seems to be um, a bit of a big body who hits kind of like a truck and doesn't really m- uh, miss hits or takes sh- shifts off um, where he might not throw a hit if if it presents itself. He's going to take the hit, similar to to Cider in a lot of ways. And um, throughout this this episode here, we, we might channel back to the Maureen Cider pick because there's a lot of similarities um, in both fan reception as well as national coverage um, of the Red Wings and who they picked. Uh, maybe not so much negativity as there was with Cider's um, selection at sixth overall in 2019 but um, similar perspectives I guess is, is what I'm kind of getting at. Um, but at any rate, Casper is um, a bit of a mean guy on the ice. He, he's very confident and he plays well, has a high floor. Um, he's able to do the little things right and earn the uh, coaches' trust, management's trust, teammates' trust, which is great. Um, back in the SHL in Sweden, he played mainly on the wing, um, but based on... His comments, as well as Rogola's comments, it seems like next season in Rogala he might take more of a, a center role um, in the middle six, so that should be exciting. And they seem to have a pretty stable plan in place for Casper, which I honestly have all the confidence in Rogola right now. Um, in some ways, I have more confidence in them and developing our prospects than I do in our own system in Grand Rapids and Toledo um, just because of their track record in the last couple of years with how Moritz Sider progressed when he was there and then Wallander how he progressed prior to arriving in Rogola versus um, towards the middle and end of the season with Rogola he really took off so I'm really enjoying what they're doing with their prospects um, and young players giving them opportunity of course as they earn it but then, when they earn it, they're they're entrusted with more and more ice time and more and more um, important roles, and that was definitely demonstrated in the playoffs with Marco Casper as his game improved and um, took off in the playoffs. So did his his ice time and number of shifts he got, and that sort of thing all all improved as well, which you'd think would be um, kind of a given across the different leagues, but even in the SHL, some players um, in Furlunda's system, for example, even if they demonstrate um, great poise and improvement with their puck play and off the puck and, and things like that, they might not be entrusted with more minutes even if they've earned them, which is why you have a guy like Theodore Niederbach who's transitioning over to Rogola, um, where maybe there's a little bit more opportunity than there would be back in Furlunda. It's a topic for a different day in terms of Casper, he is, um, like I said, a very, very confident young man, Um, but when he was initially drafted, um, it it seems like he was a bit nervous, which is totally understandable, Um, but as he interacted with the media more and more, it seemed his confidence also grew, which was nice to see, and he got a little more comfortable and was able to let his personality shine a bit more. Um, and then he was able to speak with fellow draftees, and they, they posted a video, which I've linked to my blog post as well, with Kasper, um talking to various players, including um, the first overall pick, Yure Slavkowski, sorry for the mispronunciation, and then um, he talked to Cutter Gautier, who almost sounded a little jealous of him going back to Michigan. Um, and Gautier's home state is, is what he referenced it as. Um, which is kind of intriguing, but he seems like he's a well-respected guy, uh, amongst the draftees as well. So that's always good to see. And, um, seems very personable. Uh, and then there was a media availability which I've also linked in the blog um, from the Red Wings and it was just this introductory press conference which was nice because we haven't had one of those in person um, in a couple of years honestly I almost prefer the, the remote sessions though because it's a little easier to understand the player because um, there's not as much background noise um, but it was nice to see all the media personalities there and interacting with um Casper and Brennan Ali it was it was definitely nice after um so long where it had to be done remotely but one of my favorite responses from Casper was his plans for the upcoming season um which is about two minutes and 30 seconds into the press conference he immediately wants to go back to Rogla to help um you know help them as well as grow his game which I found very Very um, comforting in some ways. And the first chance that he's gotten to, you know, possibly come to North America to fast track to the NHL. Marco Casper didn't take it. He's much more concerned with improving his game to be the best that he can be. Um, And following that plan that Rogola has in place, which is nice. Because a lot of players just want to get to the... NHL as quickly as possible and Casper did even say he wants to get there as quickly as possible um, which I mean realistically he might even be able to get away with playing some minutes in the NHL this upcoming season Um, but if he did it wouldn't be helpful to his NHL development Um, and I don't think it would help long term I don't think it would help um, grow some of his skills like his shooting and his um, playmaking and that sort of thing so I think it's it's great that he has that discipline and that mindset already that he's going back. Um, also I really appreciated the loyalty that he's shown to Rogola. Maybe it translates down the line in the Red Wings system as well as he gets higher up and gets into contract negotiations that sort of thing. Um, maybe it helps <laughs> in that regard too, but who knows? Um, only time will tell, but it's one thing I'm I'm hoping continues, um, based on his comments. So that would be nice. The final, um, thing of note that I wanted to mention, um, it's, it's a little quirk of mine, but I always try to listen for players and even, um, staff for the Red Wings who do press conferences like coaches, Iserman, um, that kind of thing. I always try to listen to see if they're talking over the media personalities. Um, it's not really a big thing. Um, but to me, it just gives me a clear indication of um, maybe some level of respect in some ways. And then also, the mental gymnastics of of being able to discipline yourself when somebody else is talking. Um, I've worked in customer service for basically my whole career so i always try to see um, if people can kind of stop themselves and and just listen even if they're cut off or interrupted themselves if um, they talk over people or that kind of thing Um, and from what i could tell marco casper was really great in that aspect he passed with flying colors he didn't interrupt even though many medium personalities gave many opportunities for him to continue speaking and answering the question. Um, even though he was cut off initially, um, he, he didn't seem to, to reinterrupt or, or try to continue on. He just stopped and listened and waited, um, which is kind of nice. So I appreciated that as well. And it just speaks to his conscientious nature, um, which is also demonstrated in one of Chris Draper's media availabilities where he talked about Casper learning Swedish three months before going to Sweden. Um, so he could get acclimated and interact with people that better um, with that transition. And in another um, video I watched, it was saying that Casper um, wanted to fit in as quickly as possible with his new classmates, new teammates and that sort of thing, which is huge. Um, and it just speaks to the character that, that Marco Casper has, which is phenomenal, I think, as well. Um, but there are other videos and um, articles that I've read. And as I um, find time, I'll try to update this and, and update any um, opinions or views I have of Casper just overall. But in short, I think that the Marco Casper pick, um, while wasn't... Well, it wasn't my ideal choice. Um, I've definitely come around a lot more on Casper, and he's a confident, conscientious kid who's who's very crucial to the Red Wings' future. And I think with Rogola, um, there's a great chance for a phenomenal foundation to be built. Um, and hopefully, he becomes that second line center that we need um, going forward, and that even more important than drafting a great prospect. I think we've drafted a great person, which is all that you can really ask for nowadays with um, other organizations and players where that's definitely not the case. So I, I really appreciate the Red Wings. I appreciate Michael Casper. It's, it's great and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Thanks again for joining me. And if you have any questions or want to interact, have a discussion, definitely feel free. Um, It's definitely an interesting time. Thank you and take care.